Gals, I'm Brian. I'm Brad. <laughs> I just watched that video, The Egg, which uh, is linked here and in the last one. Brad, how do you want to dive into that to start the spoiler review of Arrival? Sure. Um, if you haven't seen The Egg Theory or didn't watch the video, real quick, kind of the fastest overview that I can take is that it's a short story about a, an idea that you are everyone. You are everyone in time. You die reborn and you could be reborn to Hitler. You could be reborn to Jesus. You are everybody and anybody. Everything good you've done to anybody, you've done to yourself. Everything bad you've done to somebody, you did it to yourself in another in another life. You're doing all of that to become a higher being. You're beca- you're doing that to become eternal. Um, <laughs> that ties in. I say that that ties that theory ties into here, into this movie because she, you're lit bound. You're not bound by time. Yeah, you're you're bound by only the knowledge that you have, the knowledge that you've gained, and the knowledge that you're willing that you can take with you. Um. So I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. I don't think it like 100% is like, oh, this describes this movie A to Z. But I do think that describes um, a real quick overview, easygoing of kind of how how we see time, how they see time, and what our life on this planet means to to what, what what's your purpose, why we're here. Um, I think it also kind of correlates into the block universe theory. Where everything is already predetermined. Gotcha. Um, that there is no free or free will can't exist in, a, in the black universe theory. So everything you've done in the past, present, and future has all been lined up. Um, which is ties into this movie because she it it helps explain the the time paradox of her calling the Chinese um, president or um, general, giving him the last words of her of his wife and then him stopping it. So it kind of kills, it doesn't kill it, but it kind of eliminates that time paradox. It kind of bends it to fit into the movie. Yeah. So don't want to say too much spoiling about undone, but that scene in particular is what made me think of it. Cause it's a woman who seems to everybody else, the main character to be uh someone suffering from schizophrenia or something like that. But for her, she's just, her consciousness is traveling through time at different points or she is. So she can, if she's in her underwear getting ready and then she suddenly transports to a different time in her life, she's just in underwear at that place, for instance. Um, So that's why it was a very thin, (laughs) connection but you know <laughs> at the end when uh amy adams's characters is like i did i call you or you know and then then had that whole experience of actually remembering it um but yeah so what were the questions you wanted to ask me and or was there anything else you wanted to get into before that um we can do that towards the end okay. um yeah um, so this movie basically asks, what is, what is the alien's purpose of being here? Um, it, this movie relies a lot on the, um, and I'm going to butcher this because I watched, that, watched all those videos and they all kind of came back to this one theory or one hypothesis, the uh, Sapar Wolf or Warf theory, where the language you speak is how you think, it's how you kind of see everything. Um, the example that was brought in the other YouTube videos was the Hungarian word for raccoon, um, which they don't have over in central, central Europe. So we see raccoons as trash pandas, kind of, <laughs> kind of a thing. Guys, the galaxy. They, yeah. They see them as, uh, it means their word for raccoon means washing bear. Um, so they see it more as like, a like a mythical thing, mythical cool thing where we see it as like a trash panda, a animal that digs through our trash to, and yeah. spills it all over the place. Um, 
So we, because of our language and how we do, how we think, we think very linearly, very straightforward, forward, back, where this movie tries to get you to bend, bend that forward and back into a circle. Um, yeah. That you, every, your past, present, future has already been determined. It's already been done. Now it's just of getting, getting there. Um, these, the aliens that come down, um, know they're going to succeed because they can see the past, present, future. The reason why they're going through this is because they know in 3000 years, they're going to need our help with something. They don't really tell us in the movie what, but they're going to need us and the, they're going to need us in the future for, so for them to be able to use us in the future, they need to teach us their language. Their language bends our way of thinking, being able to unlock parts of our mind that we don't previously use. Yeah. Um, we use 10% of our brain. I believe we use 90% of our hearts. Uh- <laughs> that, that 10% of the brain is, uh, is technically a f- uh, movie invention thing. It's not really. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I like to, I like to think of it. Um, but yeah, um, so like I said, this kind of go backs, kind of goes back to the block universe theory, where everything that will happen has already happened. So there's essentially no free will on this or block universe theory. Um, that's, that's the thing. Well, one, I don't like that theory because it just ins- I feel like it would incentivize people more just to be bad if they're like, ah, well, if nothing matters and this is all predetermined. Fuck everybody. You know, uh, it's freezing on my end. Was I frozen in for you? Yeah. So it must, okay. be me. must be me today. No, no, I think it's my computer being a little weird. But um, but I didn't get the sense that she didn't have free will. Like it felt, it felt like she knew what was going to happen and she chose doing it anyway. Does that make sense? Because doesn't that's, that's kind of where this this block universe theory fits in though mm-hmm. is that she's already done it she knows what she needs to do and it goes into kind of one of the questions of the the whole basis of the movie um her child has dies young of cancer of, yeah. of a rare a rare form of cancer so yeah. knowing that your child is going to die young of cancer are, do you just not have a child because you know that the pain it's going to put you and them through? Or do you still have a child and enjoy the joys of having that child knowing what's going to, knowing the outcome? I, I'm not sure if this is correct, but while I was watching it, I felt like if it was, if the roles were reversed and it was um, Jeremy Renner who could see the future. Uh, I think he would have chosen not to have the kid. <laughs> I mean, but it, it kind of, well, he, but, I but think my thinking that, came from like, that's, enti- that's entirely why he leaves her though. I mean, the, the, my thinking was actually <laughs> coming from a, wondering if it would have changed anything if she was a man. No, I mean, the entire yeah. reason why he leaves her in, the, in this movie is because she knows the future. She knows that child dies young and doesn't say anything to him. No, yeah. He learns the language, but doesn't learn it to the point where he can unlock his way of thinking. She, he thinks of everything mathematically. She thinks of everything through language. So when she learns this language, she, she, it allows her to, you know, see time as, as a circle, the gift, the tool that they, the, the weapon that they, that they give them. Um, so do you think it was, that she chose it because of how the language affected her as a person or cause I was thinking of it more as like men versus women. I think women can f- appreciate that more and process their feelings better in terms of that and see it as a, it would still be a net positive where I think men think of things they tend to just go more rationally and not be able to process their, there was a Bill Burr part of his special where he had to get rid of his dog because his dog was too violent. And his girlfriend was like 
crying the whole week, sobbing through it. And at the end, he wasn't. And at the end, he just kind of went a little crazy. It was like, had all the emotions happen all at once as opposed to processing them <laughs> properly. Um, um, so maybe I'm wrong, but that's where I was coming from. As, as and I'm going to, I'm going to speak for myself, but I'm I think I'm going to try and generalize a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. We're taught men, men generalizing to suppress those feelings. Yeah. We're told, you know, not to show those emotions. And a lot of times our emotions show when something happens and it builds and builds and builds and we let it go all at one time where I feel like women typically um, kind of spread those emotions out over time. So it's a little, they're a little bit more, you know, day one, day two, day three showing emotions versus us where we'll wait until day three um, when everything big happens. Um, You know, like a, a loved one passing away. A lot of, a lot of times, you know, they, guys might cry day one but then they won't cry again until you know the funeral arrangements until you're actually at the funeral where you know a lot of females will cry one two three four it'll be little little things so i think as guys we're taught to suppress those emotions and i think that's you know part of what he's kind of feeling kind of how yeah but um yeah because i i would if i knew that was going to happen i at least for me coming from a point of I don't want to make somebody else suffer as in the kid I would have been like no thank you yeah yeah I mean it's it's just part of part of how we how we do things and how society portrays things like that so I mean just uh, something that I wish we could you know push for more know push for more of a openness to have feelings than to suppress our feelings that's why i mentioned when i cry at movies or the fact that i'm in therapy even though i don't have anything like diagnosed because let's all do it (laughs) yeah normal normalize it normalize having emotions normalize being able to seek help if you need help or getting help mental help just to stay healthy just you know, it's like going to a doctor. That's another reason why I like crying around my daughter during movies. So she, you know, if we all just date our parents eventually, you know, <laughs> rather her not be, not be put off by a man who can cry, but we'll just have to see, I guess. But uh, yeah, what, what parts of this, the movie did you want to, hone in on um i love the way the subtlety of the beginning of the movie um when they start kind of showing you what you think at the first watching is flashbacks but really they're the future Mm -hmm. um she's walking in a hospital ward she's walking in a circle because it's trying to get you to think of time in a circle where the next scene she's walking straight down a hallway at the, I think it's at the school, um, walking straight down a hallway. <laughs> I didn't um, pick so up just, on that either. Yeah, just the very deliberate, very deliberate ways that they do things like that. I was noticing, like, when she was having one of her uh, f- future fl- flash futures, <laughs> uh, she was in an orange, uh, nice orange light, like you've got, and uh, Jeremy Renner was in a cool light. She was in the only warm light while she was remembering the future and it was matching that color palette until he came yeah. to check in on her. Yeah. But yeah, um, they, they do well with uh with colors and imagery like that. Yeah. Um they they do the cinematography for this movie is fantastic. I mean it just like I said in the spoiler free section, it's just there's they don't waste anything. There's yeah. so many times in movies that they just kind of push you from A to B. They push you from one set to the next to move the plot, but there's no real purpose besides just plot progression. Where I think even even in the beginning, they do very subtle attempts, very even coloring the order of which they show you the events happening in the future, um, I think is very, very deliberate all the way through. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great. Oh, which uh, we should get to which um, Christopher Nolan one, is, and I have a new guess. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was very clever in how they use our preconceptions of filmmaking to put that to keep categorizing it as flashbacks for us and something that, you know, it happened before, uh, take advantage of that just to, just to, uh, subvert our expectations. But <laughs> my new guess is Dunkirk. No. All right. I, I was going to go with Memento just because of the way that they do the, the, the story in progressions, the forward and backwards coming together to a single point at the end of the movie where everything makes sense. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Dunkirk played with like time <laughs> and stuff yeah. in a very, very much subtler way, which I do, <laughs> which I actually don't appreciate because <laughs> I've watched it twice looking for that. I was like, I don't get it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've seen Dunkirk once. I don't remember it that well, to be honest. I remember more of Fury, which is terrible um fury was a terrible movie no no i remember more more of the plot line of fury than i do dunkirk in I fact mean, dunkirk off the, top, off the top of my head i can't even remember the the, the storyline for dunkirk it was i mean it was a real thing but yeah Dun- dunkirk was like the first time he was like but how about no characters <laughs> and all tension and stuff so it's oh it's yes um this is what's his name as a pilot. Yep. Um, yeah. He runs out of Tom Hardy. Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so part of what this movie relies on, I wouldn't say relies on, takes inspiration from mm-hmm. is a Ludwig. Uh, uh, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce his last name. Did you say Ludwig? Yeah. Ludwig. As in the streamer? Or the musician. No, it's um, it's a philosopher, and his last name is like Vitgansky or, or Vit, it's I don't know. I'm gonna butcher it anyway. But his his thing was the limits of my language is the limits of my world, meaning okay. that I can only ex- you know the limits of my world is only what I can explain to the point like if I don't have the words to explain something then it, it can't exist kind of stuff where gotcha. the aliens kind of bring them bring them this tool this gift but they don't have a word for it they use the word weapon yeah. um but it's it's not a weapon it's it's a tool they just didn't have the word for it yeah um and obviously that's a huge thing in this movie because that's what really turns this movie south in a quick hurry um is the word weapon and trying to explain that it's not our our past events meaning weapon as war yeah where their past events is, means it more like a tool more the, like a gift the fake kangaroo story <laughs> yes the fake kangaroo story which is fantastic yeah um yeah since like the first i mean i don't remember what my reaction was the first time watching it but on this rewatch when jeremy is like yeah completely wrong it's science and like the uh, what can you do with science if you can't communicate with the person you're doing science with <laughs> yeah you're you're a little uh yeah there's some flaws to your argument bro but uh yeah um i like at the end of the movie so we're talking this whole movie is based on the idea of time and how we think um, and the language that we use. Um, so I like very, very much that instead of the words like the end where typically be at is the only time we get the title, the title of the movie like written out is, is where the words, the end should be. And so it <laughs> says arrival. So I, and I think that was very, very much intentional that they didn't put that at the beginning of the movie. They did it at the end. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> them saying them saying palindrome with Hannah's name made me really laugh about uh, Christopher Nolan's thing. I know he's been thinking about that tenet 
and palindromes for decades so he (laughs) definitely definitely didn't steal it from this movie but when i was like when i'd already decided yeah this is probably a better version of what christopher nolan was going for and that came up was like ha ha (laughs) he he used the thing you were so par uh not paranoid obsessed with on tenet (laughs) but it's and it's funny because they even take it a step farther because they do you know what day this movie released on oh what specifically what day there was a very it's a very deliberate very specific day that they released this movie on Mm, i think the perfect day for a palindrome since you said it was 2017 right uh 2016 2016 it's either january 6th or it's december 21st Nope. All right. Uh, December December twenty first would be a good one, but no, it was specifically eleven eleven. It was specifically okay. November eleventh. Okay. Um, <laughs> the the number eleven also symbolizes um, being able to see, being able to see like different things. I'm trying to think of um, I'm trying to think of the actual word for it, but like eleven in Stranger Things, she can see the upside down. Hmm. Um, so that that's it's a very deliberate number. Um, it also happens to be one 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 one. Um, but yeah, twelve twelve twenty one would have worked. Um, so yeah, May six would have worked zero six zero six. But yeah, but specifically, I mean, they they specifically chose eleven eleven. If it was the reason I chose June six is because then it would be one six six one. Or no oh. no 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 no. Wouldn't have I should have chose June first. June first, two thousand sixteen, would have been six one one six. Yeah, but yeah, eleven eleven is easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to my back to my notebook here. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point of them putting the 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 title of the movie "Arrival" at the end of the movie instead of the beginning. Um, brings brings up a T.S. Eliot quote. The end of all of our exploring will be to arrive where we started and to know the place from know the place for the first time. Um, is, so basically, is this basically, something you thought of, or was it no. from the movie? It was, it was it was it was from a from the YouTube videos and about oh, the movie. Gotcha. But it's a really cool quote, you know, and it's it ties into the movie really well to the point where you know you you do all this exploring and you come full circle back to where you started. Um. And see, and seeing it for the first time, so she can see all these things. She can see past, present, future, and still steps into each moment as if it's the first time. Even though she's already explored it, she already knows. But it's, she still has to go through it. Still has to make that call to the Chinese president, stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, you're making me think of a movie called About Time, which is <laughs> uh, again very different, sci-fi esque, but very different from this movie but I think it connects it could incite the same kind of conversation or similarish but uh yeah um yeah so uh I mean I'm I'm super excited I like I I like talking about this so um linear linear time so this movie di- deals with non-linear time no free will do everything's already done past present future it's just a matter of you doing it um, the, the future's already been decided for you. Um, so I think it's cool that this movie took that approach instead of the easier approach, which I think is what Marvel does in the multiverse theories, where if you can see the future, but you change you know, the butterfly effect, you go back in time, touch a butterfly, you come back in the future, and it's completely different. Um, so the decisions you make, you... Uh, go ahead. Are you saying that's what Marvel does? Yes, in the sense of the multiverse. Oh yeah, well yeah, it changes a whole different branch, but it doesn't change your timeline. Yeah, gotcha. Well, it, it could change your timeline. No, they they made it. They said it was. I mean, the the line uh, "Back to the Future" is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, so, it's, you, so you it, can. It has it has to change your timeline to some degree. Right. I mean, if you're going to die because Thanos killed you and you killed Thanos, then you changed your timeline. That you technically change a different timeline in theirs. Like any, 
So if you're the prime timeline and you're, <laughs> uh, let's say, like you you went back in time because Bethany died and you saved Bethany's life and you went back to your time, Bethany would still be dead. Otherwise, that would cause a paradox and you would never have gone back to save her. But you saved her in that other timeline. So other Brad will be very thankful to you. (laughs) (laughs) But in order to save all the Bethany's except for the original one, it would have to be a pay it forward Beth to be like, okay, now you got to do that. Otherwise the next Brad is going to be sad too. Um, my original choice was good to. I didn't. I hope it didn't make you sad. Like, no, I mean it's it's not sad, but I mean like it makes me think of it differently. The the time paradoxes and stuff like that. But like, yeah. If we're going by Back to the Future rules, then yeah, that's what Back to the Future does. Butterfly effect rules. <laughs> yeah, but I liked that movie at first time, and then I watched like ten minutes. And I was like, oh, this feels different. I need to give that movie another chance. Yeah. Um, let's see what else do I what else do I have written down here? We can get into your questions if you want it. Well, one of the 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 big question that I was hoping I could get more of a thing for, but we didn't really get too far. Was just um, if you knew, you know, in this situation, if you knew your child was going to die of cancer at a young age, would you would you still have that kid, or would you? choose not to nope no so you you you'd rob the joys of of those years that you got to spend with them for the the pain at the end uh well it's hard for me because i'm not with the person who i had a kid <laughs> with so ideally i would want a whole unit and also my daughter <laughs> has has heart defects and i'm like TMI, but I once did a tanning bed with no underwear. Do not do that, man. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, I don't know how to say this without giving more information, so I'll try to be as vague as possible. But it nuked my 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 sperm maker, and I, I've always thought like, oh, did she get the defects because I did that? That really fucking sucks. I would like to go back and not do that. And at least find that out. But yeah, if I if I could have the exact same, I couldn't have this exact same daughter. But she's fucking awesome. If I could have her with somebody else, and it was a healthy relationship where we stayed together and all that, I would do that. Yeah. Um. But no, if I knew she, if I knew like fifteen years ago that Maddie would away when she's 20 I would then be like I will not hang out and meet this person who will lead to her being born because I that would feel fucked up to go in knowing that yeah I mean yeah but you you get to, you're robbing her and yourself of those 20 years of of joy yeah there may be heartbreak and pain along the way but I mean, think of all the joy that you've had with your daughter now. I know. Uh, I mean, all I just, there's there's bad times. Yeah, absolutely. There's bad times with your life, but you're still you still get to enjoy that time, those joys, those moments, those 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 happy tears that you spent. I know. It's just not something I could do. It'd be it would be similar to like being the the that handsome guy at the beginning of Taken who really <laughs> is just there to set up two women to be sold into sex slavery. It's got a horrible end and filled with a lot of pain. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't sign somebody else up for that without their consent. So you're more Jeremy Renner in this movie. Yeah. Where he leaves he leaves Amy because she doesn't tell him about all this, even though she knew. Yeah, if 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 someone had told, yeah, I I couldn't do that. I couldn't sign my. Well, it's me, so I'm not using that as me. But I couldn't sign another parent up and my child to both go through that without their consent. It's just it, it would feel cruel, you know. 
if I knew I was going to die in 20 years and they'd have to go through that, then I'm like, I'm dying in 20 years, no matter what. And this is a great kid. So I'm not going to stop this kid from being born just because I'm going to die. That's inevitability. But yeah, no, I, I just couldn't. Okay. I'm guessing by how you were, uh, pushing back on me that you would have done I, it. I, I definitely would. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, in right now I don't have kids that I know about. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate to, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, absolutely. Think of all the happy and joy that you'll have during that time. Just like having a pet. I mean, pets don't live for super long times, but we still, we still enjoy having cats and dogs. Cats and dogs only last, you know, smaller dogs only last eight to 12 years real and realistically without you know getting kind of lucky or without unlucky we still do that for them and we still enjoy having them for the short time that we have them despite you know the pain and the heartbreak that we know is eventually going to come that is easier for me only because one i didn't don't choose, talk back to you no i, I didn't <laughs> i didn't choose to have that pet gain life uh, that's their natural lifespan. And if I'm going to take a pet into my house, it's more generally of a question of, is this pet going to be cared for properly? Or is this pet going to be in a pound and who knows what happens? So yeah, so that's a different math equation for me. Um, if I, yeah, I, I might have even wondered or taken a while to think if I had known that my daughter would have the health defects she's got, if I wanted to do that to her, cause she's had to have pacemaker surgery and that was very terrifying for her. And, and it you? all, it all worked out. I had to close myself off to be strong for her. I didn't, I, but I got to process that later when I saw the matrix in theaters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, the the moment of why did my eyes hurt because you've never used them before hit different. I was like, fuck, she was seven. She went through that. She's a strong ass motherfucker. You know, like I could actually, I, yeah, I had to yeah. close myself off because if she saw me feeling Freaking scared out. for her, she, it yeah. made it worse for her. Um, and oh, man, I don't have emotions. Murder America. <laughs> no, but. Uh, I would have at least thought about it more if I knew that, but yeah, if I knew she'd die at like 20 or less and have to go through this cancer, this horrifying, like slow death, I couldn't do it. I, man, it would have been my fault. I would have had the option to save somebody from a horrible death. I couldn't. I I wouldn't have been able to live with myself. I know. I know it would have been a net positive. It's. I mean, if it, I, I I absolutely I absolutely think it'd be. Yeah. And I I every every heartbreak that 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 you'll have with you know that with that child. Well, we're 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 gonna try and separate out your child, and just making a generic child because um it's not it's I I think it's too close to home when we're talking about something like this. But the, the the net positive on that would be you know hundred to one for that that heartbreak that loss for every second of joy that you'll get. I think you know hundred to one thousand to one joy to joy to sorrow. Mm, I don't know if I if I found out that uh, if I was Jeremy Renner's character, I would have been shattered knowing that someone else made that choice for me. Yeah, and I mean it'd be it'd been... be. It'd be ch- it'd be definitely be tough. It'd definitely be tough not being in control of the situation, but at the same time, I mean, it's probably a good thing that he didn't make that decision because he probably would have made it the other way. I mean, if I was her and I knew what that daughter was like, I just would have worn a condom for one more day, <laughs> <laughs> like knowing the day that conceived and just roll the dice 24 hours later and be like, hopefully this one gets to have a full life and I die before them. Um, yeah, it's, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Were you, were there multiple questions or just that one? 
that was that was the big one that was that was the one i really i thought we'd talk about a little bit longer because i thought you'd be the other way yeah, we um, can we can talk longer i mean no 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 i'm good i'm good about that we can, we can kind of move back to the movie but part of a large part of this movie kind of deals with that question that that question definitely comes up and it definitely becomes a point in this movie um, they do it very subtly. They don't do it. They don't, it's not very open. It's not like an action movie where the bad, you know, the good guy comes up and you know monologues, or the bad guy comes up and monologues. They do it very subtly, which I appreciate. Um, it's a very thinking movie. It's a very methodical, s- slow burn of a movie that forces you to kind of look inside. Um, some of the best sci- sci-fi movies, in my opinion, are the ones that make you look inward, not outward. Um, and this movie definitely definitely hits that for me. Yeah, this I mean, yeah, he's a very talented filmmaker. I mean, that's why I loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That was a very thought provoking film. I think when Dune is a full movie finally, <laughs> uh, I'll get a I'm, lot I'm, out of that. Well, we can we can talk about that for two seconds. Have you seen the original Dune? Uh, I think I saw it at one point or like maybe 20 minutes of it. I rented it from Blockbuster. It is super weird. Yeah. And I'm so glad he's doing it the way he's doing it because he can be very methodical about it. His style is very slow, methodical about it because that first movie is chaotic. It is crazy. It is weird. Um, I know a lot of people love it and a lot, and a lot of people hate it. I mean, it just starts off very, starts off very weird. So I'm glad that he's taking it slower. I'm glad that he's he's drawing some of this stuff out a little bit more to give it more backstory, to give it more life. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I at this pace, it's going to be like four parts. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I I like where he's going with this movie, and I, I'm I wasn't sure at first because I haven't seen as many Felnu movies as I have now watching this, um, gotten to see Blade Runner, gotten to see obviously Dune, um, watch this movie. What Sicario Sicario, prisoners. I haven't seen prisoners yet, Hmm. but after seeing all these movies, like I'm, I have the utmost confidence. I have a star Wars level of confidence (laughs) that, (laughs) that he will do a good job, you know, as every star Wars fan has confidence that they're, that that director dealing with the next Star Wars movie will crush it and then doesn't. I have that level of confidence of when they first <laughs> announce it. <laughs> That's very curious. You mentioned Star Wars because Star Wars A New Hope ripped off so much from the original Dune. <laughs> from yeah. the Dune books. Spice trading, all these things. Um, to the point where the Dune movie, the original one, had to change things just to not be accused of stealing from star wars yeah um yeah i mean it's you're gonna have that i mean spice is kind of a generic term nowadays when it comes to like illegal substances kind of you know when it was in sci-fi movies it's kind of like a normal term now yeah, I know, you know, whoever started it, but Star Wars, Star Trek, whoever, but I mean, now it's kind of a generic open use term. It's not so much very, you know, so-and-so brand spice. It's kind of uh, like the word soda at this point. <laughs> so basically, uh, Amy Adams's character, what was her name again? Uh, Is, I don't know. Uh, is Dr. Manhattan from Watchmen? <laughs> I still have yet to see uh, Louise Banks. Louise, I, still yeah. have, I still have yet to see the Watchmen because you told me I should watch the the, the big version. The yeah, that's the one I watched. One. It had a, yeah. I mean, you can watch any version, I guess, but uh, any the theatrical version cut out like the most beautiful scene, the one that I connected with emotionally most because it wasn't essential to the plot. So at least a director's cut or the ultimate edition, but yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it's a great film, uh, no matter which version, but, but the theatrical is just in my mind, undoubtedly the worst. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, Dr. Manhattan lives like Amy does when she learns the language. Or Amy, man. Uh, oh, I already forgot her name. Luis. Um, uh, yeah. Where he sees all of time. Just, yeah, he experiences time like she does. Um, except he speaks a lot less humanly. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, right now we're drinking, we're having drinks in Tokyo. But also we're having sex, but also we're watching the news. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish uh, I wish we could see time differently with this language. It would probably help us get over this uh, fucking cli- you know fix climate change immediately. <laughs> uh, you know, be better people in general, hopefully. Uh, even if I disagree with bringing in a child who's going to die a horrible death. <laughs> um, I think it would make us be better people. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I this movie tries to do that. Tries to tries to force us down that path or kind of tries to make us look like that. Look at things like that to be to be better people. You know, dropping 12 spaceships, making us work together versus fight against each other. Um, so it definitely definitely puts that out there that was another watchman thing there was a, there was a part of the watchman movie which tried to unite the whole world <laughs> in a different manner and i'll let you uh experience that but in the <laughs> comics which the movie does not do uh the comics dropped a huge squid on new york so that the whole world thought that aliens were could invade so they stopped fighting like idiots. Um, I still don't have faith in China to change their mind from a phone call, <laughs> considering how China and uh, and Russia have acted in the past. But one could hope. Yeah. So do you want to know what she said? Speaking of China, do you want to know what she said? The translation of what she said to yeah in war there are no winners only widows his wife is dark (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's her dying words are you sure the dying words weren't in a desire for more cows <laughs> Golden ones? What are you talking about here? No, that's how she wins the uh the the contract or whatever. She's like, Are you going over to oh. I don't know. Yeah, let's say Mark. To the other, you, the go, other... you going over to Mark, ask him what war means. And he said an argument and in Sanskrit or something. Yeah. And it actually meant a desire for more cows. Yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that we talked about it, the kangaroo story. I thought that was pretty cool. She, she definitely uses her intelligence to advantage in this whole movie. And Amy, and, um, Amy does a really good job portraying, portraying that, acting that out. So, um, the, the gentle score, the gentle soundtrack in the background of this movie, um, fits this movie really well. The cinema fits the cinematography. Really, there's not that many places that they film this movie. Um, well, when I say film, I mean like show us, like they show us the her office, they show us the compound of where the alien is and the direct availability, the direct outside. They show us one ballroom scene with the Chinese president inside they sh- the. They show in- us her classroom and her house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but for an hour forty five, whatever, almost two hour movie that this is, I mean, really, it's you know not that many locations. Yeah. There's a, I I picked up on more what they were laying down the foundation of how they could end up together, but I think the big thing that uh, kept me from connecting it the first time, and I still feel is kind of true the second time, is that I just didn't pick up on any idea that they would want to be together just um, on how they interacted like and the the way that they saw, they saw world different the world differently yeah so it's weird for them or, to, to come together like that 
I mean, I'm open to the opposites attract thing, but like, I didn't pick up on any chemistry between them. I saw in on the text what was written on the page how they could be coming together. Like, even uh, when he's like, you know, I just see, I just see it being us because all these Nimrods are silly <laughs> nincompoops. And I was like, all right, I see where you're picking up. But at the end, when he says like. The most impressive part wasn't the aliens; it was you. I was like, I don't, yeah, that's, I, I don't get it. And like, and, and I, that's what, and that's what generates a kid. That line, you know, generates a, a relationship. A whole that romance, leads. yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like I would have bought it more if it was like, you know, aliens excluded. <laughs> you have been the most impressive part of it. I'd believe that based on the yeah. chemistry, and then you know given a time jump of like want to make a kid I'd be like all right i can fill in the blanks but i just definitely didn't believe that she was more impressive than the alien she's impressive like with all yeah, her strategy absolutely. and how she does it yeah, but absolutely. the movie the movie never treats her like well i guess the easiest comparison i could make is to another amy adams film man of steel i never <laughs> f- felt like she was this Maybe it was the music because seeing what she did and how she united the whole world and how she was like the one special person to go into the place. I should feel like she's the most amazing person on earth. And she technically is, but I never like, even though I like man of steel less than this movie, the music from him doing his first flight made it feel impressive. Yeah, where the music didn't quite hit that mark with her, and it, I, maybe it's the music. Maybe it's just how he like wants everyone to act a little more, maybe too subtly for my taste. I don't know. Something about it. Maybe it's because she's a woman. <laughs> I'm just being sarcastic. Maybe because they let her just die in that movie for which. Man, is, is that the first one or the second one? Oh, she never does. No, but like I'm saying, like her she, character, her she dies on the vine. <laughs> her character is about as about as in depth as a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, um, with no writing on it. Um, <laughs> she's better in. Was it, is it Justice League, the one where she goes overseas and then she does it on purpose, knowing that Superman's going to save her? That was. Batman v Superman. But Batman I think v Superman. They, she was better think, than that one. Man of Steel. I feel like she was just boring. And I don't think it was. I don't think, I think. I don't think it was her fault, really. But I think it was. Just, she just seemed boring. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, 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 I like Amy Adams. I think Amy Adams is great. Yeah, Amy Adams is amazing. I've seen her in films more captivating. I think she served a more important purpose in Man of Steel. So I actually feel differently. Batman v Superman felt like they were just giving her something to waste time. Like, <laughs> why do you need to? The fact that there are bullets is proof enough that it wasn't Superman. <laughs> uh, why do you need to figure out? And then eventually, like, it leads back to LexCorp, but then Lex just comes out and is like, I kidnapped your mom. <laughs> I'm clearly evil and I've got to. So it's like you didn't actually need to uncover him because he was going to uncover himself regardless. Right. Um, I think, well, because I think she was, she did a really good job. She plays, she does a really good job playing that, that intelligent digging journalism person. Um, I think, I think that's part of the reason why she does such a good job in this movie. She does a really good job in House of Cards. I think she does that that role very well. Amy Adams is in House of Cards. She, she's the um, journalist or whatever through like the first two seasons <laughs> that gets pushed onto a train or pushed in front of a train. Oh no, that's Kate Mara. Oh, is it Kate Mara? Oh yeah. damn! But Amy I'm... Adams is amazing in um, Enchanted. Um, isn't that a cartoon movie? Oh, uh, no, it's not. it starts as cartoon, but it's mostly real world. And uh, I just think she gives a very nuanced and great performance in that movie. 
hitting a lot of different uh her character is very dynamic for a Disney princess movie. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, yep. She's in fighter. I do remember that. Ooh, yep. Great film. Yeah. Good film, but she doesn't, she's not, I wouldn't say she's a main character and I don't really think it. Yeah. No. Um, damn. I, that was, yeah, man, that makes me sad. What? That is Kate Mara. Yeah. Kate Myers uh, and, and my, it, yeah, she is. But in my head, it was ran by Amy Adams. So, <laughs> catch me if you can. Amy Adams was in Catch Me If You Can. Yep, uh, Brenda Brenda Strong. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about Arrival? Let me check my my notebook here. <clears throat> I actually legitimately wrote two pages worth of nonsense here. It's not nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I pretty much pretty much got everything. Um, it's a full circle plot, which is kind of unusual compared to a lot of movies. Um, uh, hey, look at that! Amy Adams was born uh, the day after me, just um, fourteen years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Uh, shout out out to disenchanted, which is post-production is coming out this year. Sequel to enchanted. Hey, you laugh, but if you haven't seen enchanted, I've not. Oh, you got it. That's a mistake. Fix it. (laughs) Fix it. Fix it now. I don't care what you do. Just fix it now. Oh, I gotta, I gotta finally watch her because she was in that as well. I haven't seen American hustle either. I didn't see that. She was in the Muppets. Yep, her is the movie I'm thinking of with Joaquin. But, oh, she was fan-fucking-tastic in Night of the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian. I know I've seen that one. I just don't remember. I, I, I... It's the best of the trilogy. It's the best of a bad trilogy. I like it. Good job. Well, yeah. I mean, the first one's fine. The third one's kind of a, oh, you you all run out of gas. This franchise ran out of gas. But that second one, one of Sean Levy's best movies. Other movies that are great, Free Guy and uh, at um, Real Steel. But anyway. Oh, I got two more things. Okay. So I, we made reference to it in the spoiler-free section. Mm-hmm. I think Jeremy's character, Jeremy Renner's character in this movie is terrible. It's, I think it's almost near pointless. Um, you could almost not have him in this entire movie, and the only thing that really change is the child. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the he gets one quip, one good quip in the beginning of the movie. Um, with, when they're in the elevator or whatever, talking about how they see things, and he just kind of like steps over her and saying um how everything in the world is just is just science or math or whatever it was um kind of Uh, stepping over her being a linguist yeah and he does something similar in the helicopter he reads a quote from her book saying that uh language is the first weapon in war and she said yeah you kind of have to dazzle at them with the obvious but make it seem spectacular he's like yeah it's interesting completely wrong because it's all arch- the architecture of civilization is built on science, which is when that's what I was referencing, where I was like, yeah, but you can't fucking talk, dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, I did like, again, I like the details. I just think they could have done better in like selling us on it. But when she says, buy me 20 seconds, and he literally offers himself as like the bullet Bait. deterrent yeah you know like that's that's objectively awesome like i would fall in love with a guy who did that for me if i was a woman like you literally almost like you were willing to sacrifice your life just so i could do a very important thing i appreciate you i just the chemistry something i, don't know. I would take a bullet for you because you're the best of us what is that referencing um, exactly what you just said. <laughs> I would take a, I would take a bullet for you because you're the best of us. 
don't 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 take a bullet from me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what the uh, the best of uh, what what I'm so confused. Stop it! You're, I'm not. You're, on... the, you're the you're the best of humanity. That's why I would take a bullet for you. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) 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 Only if you think I'm the best of humanity. (laughs) Uh, Uh, (laughs) They're better people. (laughs) My second thing, better people like who? Gandhi, get out of here. I mean, Um, there might have even, there might even be worse people who are better for humanity. Elon Musk. We don't know if he's truly a bad person, but he's, He's definitely more valuable to the human race than me. <laughs> yeah, but that's also you. Oh yeah, the egg theory thing that you said. All right, <laughs> all right, you're doing. You're just. You're just taking the bullet so you can do better for yourself. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um. So, with that being said, mm-hmm. how much do you think the budget was in this movie? Oh, budget under ninety million. Box office. Around two hundred million. I will give you a hint, and I will not tell you because that'll ruin it. You are half. You need to half one number, and the other number is like dead nuts. No, then it's forty-five million budget. Forty-seven million. I was literally gonna before you even said half. I was like, it's probably forty-five million, knowing the effects. It's probably actually a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Um. And the box office is 203. <laughs> yeah, you were like, perfect. Like, I was thinking $90 because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then I was like, yeah, it's there's so much less uh, CGI actually necessary. And, or at least simpler. Yeah, it's it's very, very simple because obviously they need to do the visual effects for the spaceships that are floating off the ground. Easy to do because they're not making it like... They're not, people aren't interacting with it. It's just wide open shots of these things. Um, you can do stage effects for when they're driving up to it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they're in a dark room with a white screen, and then the aliens are on the other side of the screen. It's basically like a perfect green screen opportunity <laughs> to do this. <laughs> so, um, and I mean, also, it's not a very, uh, pulse pounding movie so i didn't have faith that it would have some like half a billion dollar box office yeah, and, yeah. you're not budgeting as some pulse uh like some popcorn entertainment either so one thing i just thought of mm-hmm. um one of the one of the alien both of the aliens come on this trip obviously they're two of 24 because there's 12 ships abbott and costello Abbott Costello. Abbott dies in the movie. When? He he dies towards the end when it's just the one. Oh, they, I they didn't... just talked they just talked to the one for a little bit there at the end. I didn't understand what that meant because he said something like Abbott is death something. I yeah. Just, I d I don't I didn't so understand he, that that was So he made this trip knowing he was gonna die here. Hmm. To try and save humanity, try and save his civilization at 3,000 years from now. But he went on this trip knowing he was going to die on this on this spaceship. Can't remember to save his humanity way in the future. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have too if if I knew. You know, um, that I would have done because that was helping people. (laughs) And it's my life. It's my I can't, life. I can't. It's my life. It's now or never. Um, it's my life. I can't roll my eyes any harder at that. <laughs> the hypocrisy is crazy. It's not hypocrisy. It's my choice. If I could somehow commune with the child who would die around 20 and ask if they still want to live and they said yes, then I'd be like, all right, they're down. I mean, then maybe I'd talk to the person who was going to impregnate me as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And make sure everybody's on the same page. I can, that I can understand. Like not letting Jeremy Renner in to the, to her knowledge because he didn't gain the full comprehension because he just doesn't see language that way Mm. because he's more of a mathematician or scientist or whatever it was. Um, uh, Yeah. I can, I I can, I can buy that excuse. (laughs) Which excuse? Um, of the not having a child 
you know, letting not letting everybody in and having him, you know, be mad about it and stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you want yeah. to close this up? I guess it's my life. It's now or never. <laughs> um uh, this movie may have been a mushroomy ayahuasca. Or it may have been a jointy edible. But either way, this, this movie was dope. Because movies, movies are, are dope. dope. And the next movie that we're going to do, and I'll have a link below, is Sui Daga, Made in India. Uh, it's I'm just going to leave it with that. It's one of the favorite movies that I discovered through my old Superview channel, which this is now going to be the is now being retrofitted to be the movies are dope podcast channel where these videos will be up. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone checks it out. The affiliate link down below, I think it's on Amazon prime, so it'll be free uh, for you. I, I'm Brian movies are dope. I'm Brad at Brad F912. And please leave a rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you will listen to Slurp Sounds. Nope, that's the other good podcast, Bond Minute Bond. Check that out too. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Bye.